Happy Saturday, everyone. And today I am doing something I've done before and I'm doing it again. I am doing another episode of Thinking Too Fast. Now, Thinking Too Fast is where I have two minutes to cover a topic, as many topics as I want to. This Today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter. Um, I've had a lot going on. I'm going on vacation next week, which is very exciting. And I'm just allowing myself to have a relaxed little week and create something fun. So I hope you enjoy. And if you don't like any of the topics I cover, it'll be over in two minutes. So just risk it like four times. It's fine. So one of the things I've been watching on YouTube for a couple months now, I realized that it's been going on for a while, is the BuzzFeed Multiplayer 100 Baby Challenge videos. Um, so the 100 Baby Challenge is this challenge in The Sims 4 where you try to have 100 babies from a matriarch and her descendants. Obviously, before you hit 100, someone's going to die, but it's fine. There's rules on how to pass on to the next generation, keep having those babies. The goal is to have as many babies with as few Sims as possible, yada, yada, yada. Um, as fast as you can, and you have to take care of them and all that. This this should be boring, right? This should be boring. Um, but I think part of the reason why it's not boring is, one, it's actually very hard despite its repetitiveness. And, and two, she's not always good at it. She makes some really dumb choices, and that makes it funnier. The dumb choices make it funnier, make it more enjoyable. Also, she's just kind of winning and charming she's one of those people who, who does a really good job of just like you know keeping you entertained keeping bubbly reacting to things she makes for a good streamer i can see i can see why you know most of her job is just streaming video games um and she does a lot of more casual games um like dating sims and, and, and that's why i kind of like her streaming style so it, it's so dumb and i've spent so many hours watching this especially because like at the beginning i feel like the episodes were like 10 minutes and now they're like 30 minutes each it's like a whole episode of television it's just me watching someone else play the sims and you know what as dumb as it is i really enjoy it it's really charming it's a nice chill thing for me to do every saturday when it comes out and i'm into it and this this dumb video series has inspired me to actually do my one own 100 baby challenge i yes i've been doing it myself i'm at baby 35 right now and i'm just about to have my first matriarch level up so I'm beating Kelsey NBD. No, it's fine. Um, but um, I've been really enjoying it. It's it is interesting to see kind of what I've learned from her and what I have taken. I like I've learned that you got to get this this uh, this trash can that turns trash into um, money. That was that was good. That was good advice. Um, I've also learned from the things that she has made mistakes on, and I don't do those. Actually, you really get a groove in it after a certain amount of kids. Um, but yeah, um, I, you know, The Sims 4, sadly, was kind of a disappointment of a game when I got it. I was so excited. I paid lunch price because I had loved all The Sims games. And every Sims game, the original vanilla version, has some things that don't quite live up to the last one. But I would say that The Sims 3 probably holds up more as a game than The Sims 4. Um, 
the graphics are better in The Sims 4 and you can do more character customization. It was hard to make your people actually look like a different race in The Sims 3 for some reason. Don't know why. Um, but they took a lot of the other customization options in your house away. They limited how big your houses could be. They just... They kind of made it less fun. Oh, and they made your house... I want to say they made family sizes smaller. Yeah, you know, it's just... It's not as as well-crafted as of a game. But this has really made me able to go back to this game that was the shitty huge investment I made and get some time out of it as opposed to the two playthroughs I think I did um, when it came out. So, yeah. If you have The Sims, don't buy The Sims for this, but if you have The Shitty Sims 4, this could be a way to make it fun. So to start the obligatory queer media section of this podcast, we are going to talk about Are You the One? Is Are You the One a dumb dating show on MTV? Yes. Is this season it also gay? Yes. Does that mean I like it? Yes. Okay. So short summary of what Are You the One usually is. There's like 10 guys and 10 girls. And basically they match them for compatibility. And there's a certain amount of people who are each perfect matches on every season. So, so they have to figure out who their match is in the house. And they can win like a million dollars. Now this season is different because it's harder. Because everyone in the house is bi, pan, gen- sexually fluid. Wh- whichever way you want to talk about it. There's like a lot of different ways you can talk about it so yeah so um uh it's really fun it's like you know it's so nice that we bisexuals finally get a dumb dating show we haven't had this since a shot of love with tila tequila like you know like it's about time um and tila tequila is crazy so we don't i don't she doesn't speak for us. She's got some conspiracy theory Nazi shit. Um, let me talk to you about all the favorite people. Kai is a fuckboy, and I rooted for him at the beginning. Now I think he's an asshole. It's fine. You know what? But, like, how amazing is it that there's a TV show where the fuckboy is a trans man? Like, where does this get to happen? What year are we living in? Um, my favorite guy on the show is Danny, um, the nerd who also cross-dresses because, like, amazing. What a guy. And also, he's smart, and he was like, this is the math for this situation. I was waiting for him to do that this entire season. Now, the only, like, one couple that... The couple I like most is Max and Justin, and I hope that they're, like, together for real, for real, but the odds are against them. I'm so sad. Anyways, this is dumb, but I love it. Finally binge-watched all of Queer Eye, and you're probably thinking, Lindsay, how the fuck did you just now watch all of Queer Eye? I don't know. I'm a bad gay, okay? But you know what? Queer Eye is a delight. I love the diversity. I love how there's just so many people teaching each other how to be good and kind to each other, and these five gay guys go into ruler bumfuck nowhere and make changes in people that are good, or just show people kindness, because that creates change in people also. And they're teaching people about diversity and racial differences and and being trans and being gay and all that stuff. And everyone is just so wonderful. And all these episodes are like the chicken soup for the gay, gay soul, you know? It's like liberal chicken soup for the soul. This is the f- this is gay this is like queer family values stuff. Um, let's see. I love Anthony. I, I there was that episode where he saw a corgi and that was me. I'm Anthony when he saw 
a Caesar Corgi. Um, and like, you know, I'm really good at making pumpkin cookies, so I can't wait to someday give Jonathan Van Ness pumpkin cookies. I love that it's more about, it's like you're fixing yourself too. You're not just fixing your hair, you're fixing your insides, because we're all a little busted up insides, and we gotta take care of ourselves. And uh, the makeovers are amazing. <laughs> Bobby, I feel so bad for Bobby, because Bobby does like the most work, and I feel like he gets the least time on camera, except for there's the big reveal. Oh my god, I want to live where Bobby designs something. It's amazing. I just, if you want something wholesome and beautiful and kind and sweet and a better world than maybe even the real one we live in, watch Queer Eye. What a, what a wholesome gang of gents. I love them. Guys, I want to tell you about one of my favorite brands on the internet right now. I guess a person. I don't know. So, um, I started listening to the Animal Crossing podcast, Taken an Animal Crossing podcast, when it was announced that um, we would get a new Animal Crossing game last year, like literally a year ago. And they said it was going to come out this year, and it didn't. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Anyways... Um, I started listening to this podcast because I was like, there has to be an Animal Crossing podcast, and there was. And I, I looked at a couple, but the best one by far was called Haken and Animal Crossing Podcast. And um, that's H-A-K-E-N. Um, there are two mayors, Mayor Sergio and Mayor Chewy, that host together. Um, and they just talk about different aspects of Animal Crossing. I just want to say that they managed to keep this podcast super fresh considering that there's been such a lack of animal crossing news in the past couple of years they've really they've really done a great job with it it's really fun they've also developed an amazing community their discord is such a fun group it's one of the best places for me to go for information on animal crossing games honestly usually they have better information than reddit does like they are a really great animal crossing community and if you were into animal crossing i would seriously suggest that you um you join there. Um, the main guy, Chewy Plays Nintendo, also has YouTube videos. They're all so really great. They're also honestly some of the best YouTube con content on Animal Crossing on YouTube. And um, I kind of been disappointed in some of the other Animal Crossing YouTubers, so I'm really glad to find one that's a new favorite of mine. Um, also, Chewy's just a really nice guy. Um, he actually told me about using Anchor, so I only know about how to do it because... Uh, because he told me about it, so I wouldn't have this podcast without him. So, just amazing podcast, great community. If you like Animal Crossing, you're going to love Haken and all the different aspects of it. One of my new greatest joys I have developed in my life is hosting Democratic Debate Watch Parties on Facebook. Now, these are just for my Facebook friends. Sorry if you're not my Facebook friend, but if you send me a nice message, I will definitely make you my Facebook friend so you don't have to mess out, and I will block you if you're a fucking Republican troll. Look, I am not going to make light. I am very liberal. I'm very progressive, and um, I, I don't take shit. I will, I will definitely have like good, reasonable debates. But if you're trying to derail things, you're trying to go off the rails. No, I don't fucking do that shit. Anyways, so doing these, uh, these little watch parties for the Democratic debates, and it's made it so much more fun to watch the political process happen. We just we speak our mind. We make crack jokes. We in we we discuss what everyone's doing and who's doing a good job. And what the fuck is wrong with Marianne Williamson? Like what did she smoke? How much LSD did she do? 
when will she get to return to the orb? You know, and I, I think like, you know, the democratic part process can, can be um, tedious and draining and stressful. So you got to make it fun. And I think, you know, if you are having a stressful time, get out, get with some of your buddies, crack some jokes. Don't take it too seriously. Remember that this part of the competition is about finding who's best. And there's going to be some nasty things, but we're doing it so we can come out together stronger and you can find the best candidate that can come up over the dog pile. And you're all thinking, well, that's what happened with Trump. I'm like, Trump, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Like, but, but like Trump only happened once. It's fine. It's fine. We're not going to end up with a Trump. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Participate in politics and try to make it fun is what I'm trying to say. It's fine. Now, in this section, I'm going to do some local NYC kind of uh, suggestions for activities and places I've been and places I've enjoyed. So first, I went to the fucking beach. You know what? If you have a beach near you, go to the goddamn beach. You're going to have a great time. Look, I even got bit by sand fleas, which weren't a thing I knew existed until they started biting me. And I still had a great time. The water was cold, and I still had a great time. I didn't get a sunburn. If I did, I would have still had a great time. You know why? Because beaches are great. Water is the lifeblood of us as a human being. And something about being on the ocean is just fucking amazing. If you can be at a beach, go to a beach. And, like... I'm bad at going to the beach, even though the beach is only, like, it's not that far away. I'm on the same ba train line as the fucking beach, but I don't go to the beach very often because it's a whole thing. I'm gonna get, sandy. get someone to convince you to go to the beach. My girlfriend convinced me to go to the beach, and it was great, and we had a great time, and we swam, and it was cold, but it was fine. And we got out, and then we laid in the sun, and, and, and we ate ice cream, and it was great. Just, if you can go to the beach, hang out with some friends, drink some alcohol that's not legal, but everyone does it, so it's fine. You know, just, just ignore the old men commenting on your swimsuit and playing, like, music. It's fine. Don't worry about them. They can't harsh you mellow because you're on the fucking beach and beaches are really nice. So, um, I went to pig beach. My dad was in town. Um, and we, we go out to dinner to all sorts of cool places and I went to Pig Beach this week, and I've been to Pig Beach before. Now, Pig Beach, if you don't know, is a rather well-known barbecue place in Gowanus. First of all, beautiful building, huge, nice backyard. It's probably not as fun in the winter, but in the summer, that place is hopping. And let me tell you, they've got some good pig. Um, the first time I was there, I tried their brisket. It was fine. Um, they have a really good selection of sauces. But but the second time I went there, I really feel like we ordered the right things. So my dad got their ribs. Oh my gosh, I honestly think they're the best ribs I've ever had. Very tender, very flavorful, come right off the bone. They had this beautiful honey brown sugar glaze. And I thought that, that might be a little bit too much, but with the smokiness of the smoking from the barbecue pit, mixed with that honey brown sugar taste, just perfect. Just a fantastic rib. And you can put whatever sauces you want. They have a wide variety of sauces. I like the hatch vinegar myself best on the ribs and I thought they were great. Now, me and Christina, also my girlfriend, 
Hi, Christina. <laughs> we also, we also, we also got, uh, we each got, that was my dad who got the ribs. Um, we got uh, burgers with pulled pork on them and they were so good. Like the burgers themselves were fantastic, but the pulled pork on top of it was also fantastic. It's like the double cheeseburger of your dreams. Uh, like good sauce, good cheese, everything was cooked to perfection, kind of like a diner style burger, just fantastic. If you want some barbecue in uh, Brooklyn, Pick Beach is a beautiful, fun place to go. Now, my last recommendation is going to be a live performance series, which is very formal for what it is. Let me explain. I mean, I guess that's what it is. So a drinking game is a performance where performers play out a movie and they pick certain words from the movie and the whole audience drinks whenever they say those words but also all the actors drink and also all the actors drink whenever someone says their character's name so basically everyone's getting drunk and progressively the actors are getting more and more drunk as they watch the show along with the audience this makes for a wonderful show with a lot of camaraderie and it's just fucking fun everyone's enjoying themselves everyone has a laugh i'm sure it's good for the bars because we drink too much because we have to keep up with the drinking words um i've been going i've gone to quite a few i think to i can't believe it's been like only like maybe nine months it feels like it's been my entire it just feels like it's been an intrinsic part of my new york experience um they're super funny they're really good at improving. the narrators are hilarious a lot of the regulars are great and you just get to know you just get to know them through their performances and they're all really nice people i i just i have so much fun watching these um I think Mean Girls was probably my favorite because everyone was just so into Mean Girls. They did a great job on the dance. Rami and Michelle's high school, high school reunion, they also had a dance scene, which they did a fucking killer job. I was so fucking impressed with how did they did the dance scene because it's a long way into the movie and they were pretty plastered by them. But no one died. Amazing. Um, Some other ones. Monty Python, The Hole and Grail, so good. I am going... <laughs> the day this comes out, I am going to see... Uh, the princess bride and i'm so excited it's a great show you should go see it it's so much fun and that's gonna be all for this week let me know how you like this episode let me know if you like my thinking too fast segments let me know your reactions to the different segments if there's any of these things that you heard and you're like oh my gosh i love that if there are any things that you never even heard of all right it is hot as hell so stay cool out there and go out there and love something. Have a great weekend. Bye, guys.